What's going on, man? Welcome back to The Basement. I'm Ron, and we've been given some new news on Roto World, on the Twitter streets, on the beat reporting streets about the Seattle Seahawks, my favorite passing offense to stack for 2021. I want to talk about this news surrounding the offense coordinator, what this new offense is going to look like, and kind of shoot down some of the narratives going against the Seattle Seahawks. Let's not waste any time. If you're new here, I put out fantasy football content. I'm going to be putting out content to help you guys dominate your fantasy football leagues from now up until week one, up until your championship. So make sure you go down below, subscribe, leave a like. Let's go. So for 2021, I feel like we're getting a huge discount on the Seattle Seahawks because of what happened in 2020. Everyone's got the sour taste in their fucking mouth that, you know, oh, they, they let me down. They burned me, whatever. Here's the thing. The Seahawks offense came to an, a screeching halt in 2020. And it's pretty wild when we like dive in and let's, let's dive in. Let's see what ha actually happened, why it happened and kind of see where we can go from there. Now, weeks one through nine, this offense was absolutely busting. You had Russell Wilson, if you guys can remember back to like weeks one, three, four, five in that range, Russ was the front runner for MVP. He was the MVP favorite. He was the QB two in fantasy from weeks one through nine. DK Metcalf was the wide receiver two. Tyler Lockett was the wide receiver three. This offense was insane. I remember putting out a video. This was back in like the OG days, but I put out a video saying that this might be like the best fantasy offense we've ever seen. You know, two top three wide receivers, a top three quarterback. Chris Carson was doing his thing a little bit too. Then something happened week 10. The offense just started struggling. From weeks 10 through 17, Russ was the QB 20. DK Metcalf was the wide receiver 35 in points per game. And Tyler Lockett was the wide receiver 29 in points per game. That's where it got really, really ugly. And that's kind of what everyone remembers from that season. Not everyone remembers when Russ was the MVP front runner. Metcalf was going crazy. Everyone was going crazy. And the thing is, is that we're drafting these players in 2021 way higher than where they finished in those last 10 or so games. And the question is, what happened? We have to kind of understand what happened. What was that shift from the first nine weeks to the back eight weeks of what, what went wrong? And I have a hard time blaming it on Russ. I've seen people say that, you know, it was Russ's fault. You know, Russ fell apart. Here's the thing about Russ. Russ is a fucking dog, man. Russ is insanely efficient. He's thrown 30 or more touchdowns in the in the last six seasons, five of the last six seasons, he's thrown 30 or more touchdowns. And he also set a career high in completion percentage last year. And I honestly think what ended up happening last year was bad play calling. And I'm the last person to ever blame something on the coach. But it seems like teams just figured them out last season. You know, they were, they became super one dimensional. Tyler Lockett got hurt. So the offense just ended up, here's the thing. Tyler Lockett got hurt but he was banged up and people don't, people didn't really make a big deal about it. He was playing through an injury, but he was clearly a shell of himself. So what the offense ended up being was it'd be a play action deep ball. And what would end up happening, people were focusing in on DK Metcalf and then the offensive line was falling apart. Russ was holding onto the ball too long, getting sacked. So it just became really ugly. And this is the one thing that people don't understand. Their OC is Brian Schottenheimer. This guy is objectively a bump. And how do I know he was, here's the thing. He was the Jets offensive coordinator from 2006 to 2011. And I remember those years. I know I might've been young, but that was like a big part of our identity was, was locking people down on defense. We had Revis, we had a crazy pass rush. And the whole idea was let's lock people down on defense and let's smash the fucking football with Rex Ryan and that whole, you know, smash mouth football, run the ball, play defense. 
And that's where Schottenheimer is coming from. You know, he's that old school offensive coordinator, which is bad for fantasy and it's bad in the modern NFL. And the thing is, is that he showed that this is the kind of guy he is in Seattle in his first two years, 2018 and 2019, they were a bottom two team in neutral pass frequency. So this is in games where it's a neutral passing down. They're not down or up. It's not garbage time. Just on a given snap, he was bottom two in neutral passing frequency. Imagine having Russell Wilson, one of the most efficient passers in the NFL, one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, and you are asking him to pass the football like he's Mitch Trubisky. There's a reason why the Chiefs are all the way up at first and why the Bills are all the way up at second last year. You want to utilize your elite borderline MVP type quarterback. He comes out in 2020. He cranks up the passing volume. He was the fifth highest passing team in neutral pass settings, which worked for the first half of the season. You know, just simply cranking up the passing frequency. Nobody was really expecting it from them. Russ came out there and was lighting the, the world on fire. But here's the thing. Schottenheimer is a bad offense coordinator. He's not nuanced in the idea of making a complex passing offense like the Bills and the Chiefs. You can't teach a dog new tricks. You know, he's a guy that wants to run the football, run the football, run the football. He probably doesn't even have enough pass plays in the playbook for him to run an efficient offense. And I think that's what caught up with him down the stretch. They took away the deep shot from DK. Eventually, Lockett got banged up, and it, and it really hurt the offense in the back half of the season. And I think teams started to figure out Schottenheimer more than they started to figure out Russell Wilson and DK Metcalf. Those are talented, talented players. I think it came down to play calling. So now we have 2021. Schottenheimer gets fired in the offseason, and everyone assumes, like, the biggest narrative out there is that people think that Pete Carroll wants to get back to running the football and playing smash-mouth football and running it down people's throats, and that's why he, he fired Schottenheimer. Here's the thing, fellas. If Pete Carroll truly wanted that offense where they're going to run the football 25 times a game and tell Russell Wilson fuck off in the backfield. You're just going to hand it in Chris Carson's stomach. He would have kept Schottenheimer. That's exactly what he was doing in 2018 and 2019. In 2018 and 2019, they were just running the football at a top 10 play uh, at a top 10 rate. And the thing is that as much as I think Shotty's a bad play caller in those offenses where he had super high run tendencies in 2018 and 2019, he was still fielding a top 10 scoring offense every year. So I think that if P Pete Carroll wanted to run the ball, do it efficiently and score in the, in the top 10 in the NFL, he would have just kept Schottenheimer. So Pete Carroll would have no reason to fire Schottenheimer unless if he wanted to pass the football more. So I think that he fires Schottenheimer and then he brings in the Rams passing game coordinator. This is the guy who focuses on the passing game stuff in LA. Not a guy who's going to come in and say, oh, we got to run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. He has been studying the passing game concepts of Sean McVay. He's not going to come in and just say, okay, I know that I've been working on the passing game and stuff. I think he was like a tight end coach, quarterback coach too. So he's definitely skewed towards the passing side of things. This is not some like hard-nosed run-first OC like people think. Shane Waldron is a forward-thinking guy, McVay-type guy. He's going to bring in these modern concepts so that they run things more efficiently, so they don't hit a wall in midseason, so that they actually run an NFL offense that is capable of throwing at a top-five passing rate. Schottenheimer is not capable of that. Now, I don't expect them to be top three in passing over expected in neutral game scripts, but I think that they're going to be hyper-efficient, and I think they're going to run plays at a higher pace. So it's going to be a little bit more balanced, probably in like the top 15, but they're going to run a lot more plays. The buzz out of camp has been really encouraging. This is what I want to talk about today. This is the whole reason why I brought up the Seahawks, because the buzz at camp has been really crazy. Chris Carson has a quote saying, the key is that everything kind of looks the same runner pass. He's talking about the offense. And the guy then says in the tweet, the above matches what Sean McVay does. Carson also said there is more running back out wide stuff. This is really encouraging. This is more modern offense type stuff. You know, they're motioning running backs out wide, pre-snap motion. And that the idea of everything looks the same run or pass, it means that they're disguising run versus pass. It's so you can't just, okay, it's third down and long. We're going to 
drop the safeties back and we're going to play pass defense. No, they're going to they're going to kind of disguise things. They're going to run passing and run plays out of the same formation. So things aren't super, super predictable like they were with Schottenheimer. And then Sigmund Bloom also added that they want to increase their pace of play. They're going to run more plays and more points. So I like the idea. They're going to run some up tempo. The Seahawks were 23rd in pace in 2020. The Rams were fifth. Remember, Waldron's coming from a McVay system. He was the passing game coordinator in that offense. He's going to crank things up in that passing game. Expect Waldron to want to run plays and run plays and run plays. I'm telling you, they're going to crank up the overall play volume. They're going to be more efficient. It's going to be a more modern style offense. And that's really exciting. And probably the, the player I'm most excited for is DK Metcalf. This is from a, a report on Twitter. The guy was saying short and intermediate throws will be a bigger part of the Seahawks offense under new OC Shane Waldron. DK Metcalf's thoughts, it gets the ball out of Russ's hands faster to his playmaker so he can break tackles and go score. He added, I think it's been a pretty big emphasis that we didn't have last year. Their average time before pass of 2.9 seconds was tied for third longest in the NFL per ESPN. The lack of a quick passing game was a big factor in their offense's late skid. So Waldron wants to get the ball out quick and he wants to get it to his playmakers in space. And that's what we want. We want DK, DK Metcalf to be less one-dimensional where he's just running streaks and slants. We want him to run an in-breaking route over the middle, a post route, anything like that, or like a like a 10-yard dig. This is a great clip of what I think that we're going to see more of. Metcalf getting the ball in space. What we want is we want him to, to get an in-breaking route against tiny DBs and dare them to tackle him in the open field. There's no one out there that's a DB that can mess with DK Metcalf in the open field. People don't really see Metcalf as a yak guy, but imagine having to take down a 6'4", 235-pound man. And again, people want to call him one-dimensional. But here's the, the two things I'd say to that. First, the slants and the nine routes, that's all he was asked to do. Schottenheimer, you know, for all we know, Metcalf running a, a less, you know, developed route tree is Schottenheimer just not really wanting to do much else than run slants and, and go routes. He actually graded really well in reception perception as a route runner. You know, he got open on a lot of different routes. He also beat man at an 88th percentile and he beat press at the 94th percentile. Anyone telling you out there, to fade DK Metcalf because his route running is limited and he's not a great route runner, a great receiver, he's just a physical phenom, phenom. They're just wrong. They're just flat out wrong. Matt Harmon himself said this about DK. This is from the, the uh, reception perception blurb. He said, no one should dare bring up any more questions about Metcalf's ability as a full field route runner. Those are so beyond played out. Metcalf has the route running profile of a true alpha receiver and made big jumps from year one to year two. I expect DK Metcalf to make even a bigger jump from year two to year three, maybe even a Chris Godwin type top three wide receiver season. I expect DK Metcalf to make another jump in year three, maybe have a Chris Godwin type year three breakout where he posts a top three wide receiver season. If, if he was just a top 10 wide receiver, whatever he finished on two routes, imagine what could happen if he gets a full route tree and can develop and he can operate as a true X wide receiver. The, the sky is, is really the limit when it comes to DK Metcalf. He has a lot of potential and I'm not really worried about targets going away to Lockett. I think that the, the target shares are condensed enough at the top so that Lockett can get his and Metcalf can get his. There's not really anybody else in that passing game that's threatening those targets and Metcalf could jump up from like a 24.4% target share. He could jump up to 27, 28 and really just demand more targets all around the field. Get yak type catches in the middle of the field. I'm telling you, there is some true upside with DK Metcalf. So now the question is, what does this mean for fantasy in 2021? And I think that we're getting the Seahawks passing offense at a huge discount. Everyone thinks that Pete Carroll wants to run the ball down people's throats. 
And I think it's actually the opposite. I thought he, I think that he brought Waldron in to get a little bit more balanced, be more efficient, run more plays, run a more modern offense. So he's probably looking at all these people that are winning Super Bowls. They're not out here winning Super Bowls, running the ball and playing smash mouth football. They're out there running modern offenses and, and really utilizing, you know, the nuances of the game. And everyone feels they were burned by the Seahawks in the back half of last season. We have a lot of signs that we should be more positive going forward. Imagine if, if it was flipped. So imagine that they, they all started out really poorly. And then the last 10 weeks, we had Russell Wilson, QB2, DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, top three quarterback or top three wide receiver. If they all were top three at their positions on the back 10 half weeks or in the back 10 weeks and they were league winners for people, I guaranteed all of their ADPs would be higher than they are now. Now we have to kind of manipulate that. And my favorite thing to do on underdog is to go out there, grab Metcalf in round two or Tyler Lockett in round four, and then come back around, grab Russ in that early round seven to complete that nice little stack. I'm telling you, there's the, the, the reason for a 20 pick discount from Russ and then the tier of like Lamar and Kyler is, is a little bit overstated to me. I'm taking him there all day long. I would take him in like the 65 ish range. He's going like pick 75 right now. That's a, that's a big exploit we can get right here. So make sure you hop on underdog. You use promo code Ron. When you deposit, you deposit $10, you get $25 for free. You can hop in a bunch of drafts, get better, get ready for your redraft leagues. And that's going to be the video, man. Let me know how you guys feel about the Seahawks offense for 2021. Let me know if what I said makes sense. Let me know if you're buying into these camp reports. I don't like to read in the training camp buzz about players. You had like Brian Edwards was getting calm to like Terrell Owens. Come on. Like the player ones, I don't care. Like McCole Hardman, oh, he's looking sick in camp. Like I don't care about those ones. It's though the only stuff I care about in training camp is when a player is like practicing with like the third team or something like that. That's something. And then the other things I, I look at is in these new offenses, what, the coaches plan on doing what it looks like are they running a high tempo are they running the ball a lot are they passing the ball a lot i think that's actual like actionable information so let me know what you guys think about the seahawks passing offense for 2021 that's going to be it for today's film i'm going to try and get this one up today is thursday hopefully we get an upload thursday hopefully we get an upload friday saturday sunday monday tuesday we're going to try and go hard this offseason so make sure you subscribe make sure you go down below hit the notification button so you get so you know when I come out with these videos, leave a like, and that's it, man. I'll see you guys in the next one. Thirsty, thirsty, trying to chew.